mood. Oh my god, the sunshine outside is a big mood. <laughs> I want those anvil clouds Hashtag. to come this way and just drench us in thunder and lightning and tornadoes. Is that bad? I mean, tornadoes. I would be. A, that's terrible. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say I'd be okay with the tornadoes taking away that apartment complex. But I'm, <laughs> that's rude. That's hateful. That's only for my. I mean, visual. I can think of some individual people I'd like a tornado to take out, but right. not not just wholesale. A whole, not just a whole bunch of people that. Right. I don't no, know. no, I don't want those people to be hurt. I would Maybe. like them to be relocated. I, you know what? And then a park. I want right them there. to be insured and not home right now. So yes. when the tornado hits, it's an opportunity for them to move to better places. That's right. Better. That's and then, one of my, there you go. That's my just, fairy tale tornado. Yeah. Then they'll raise this area and put in a whole bunch of trees to block out the road over there. And then it'll be a park and there'll be a dog park in there. Doesn't that sound bad? <sighs> that sounds perfect. So anyway, it's ghosticles time. This is how how gentrification starts. It's ghosticles time. And to be clear, we don't want the people in those apartments to go because if anything to do with them as people, it's just that the apartments are kind of ugly. They're very ugly. They're an eyesore in this otherwise, you know, gorgeous little view. I know. The front of the house is amazing. Mm -hmm. The back of the house, if you're not up on the second floor, is amazing. It's just one of those, it's like the falling apartments. It's the falling apartments. All right, Ghosticles time! So we're doing something a little... It's on today on a special episode, or tonight if you're listening to this at night. Today on a special episode of Ghosticles. Ghosticles. Jamie is going to read a long single entry. That's right. And I'm going to sit here and apparently be awed by it. Is that that the deal? You're going to be in awe, yes. I'm looking forward to this. very long. But it's from India. We have a listener in India. At least one. I'm already awed. And her name is... I'm going to say Pinto, P-I-N-T-O, Pinto. I hope so. I mean, it's not like it can't be Pinto. It could be Pinto. I feel like it's Pinto, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, but anyway, we're so glad that you that's not how you pronounce your name, please forgive us. Right. We're, we're bad at you. And in case you haven't realized from other episodes, we're really bad at things. pronunciation. Just lots of things. Um, okay, so <laughs> here we go. Hello, Jamie and Michael. Hi. I am a 22-year-old girl-slash-lady-slash-woman, question mark, fan of you two from <laughs> India. Yay! Question mark, That's so exclamation cool. That's so fucking cool. Part of what I love about this letter is how personal, like, personable she is in her message. I already love her. Yeah. Like, she's clearly already read How to Win Friends and Influence People, she is, cover to cover. She's won and influenced me. And, and she will, you too. Okay. I have been religiously listening to Ghoul Intentions since the very first week and finally decided to send my story in. Yes. English is, obviously, not my first language, so please forgive whatever grammatical mistakes you'd find me committing from here on. This is also very long. She is great English, and also, you'll find out, she knows how to swear. <laughs> I love it. I love oh you. Oh, my God. Too. I love, I love it. it. And so humble, too, then. I know. She's like, I English know. isn't so good, but... Let me just but go let ahead. Me and, fucking let me show go you ahead and write you like like Jane Austen if she cursed. Right, exactly. So the series of events dates back to when I, then seventeen years old, had been enrolled in an agricultural university somewhere in the eastern part of India. Mm. Vague. The university <laughs> campus was pretty distant from the heart of the nearest city. When I moved to the university hostel, my impression was that it was beautiful, serene, and tranquil, and all that crap. But eventually, <laughs> grew to realize just how creepy and dangerous that shitty place was. Oh. Nailed it. Shitty place. I love it. For it's starters. Expert level. Here we, and then, for starters, big-ass trees. Flowery climbers and thick vegetation covered the entirety of the distance between our hostel and the academic complex. 
which was nice and shit if you could overlook the fact (laughs) that you'd need at least 14 to 16 minutes to traverse the length of the path. So, if you were a girl, you'd always need some kind of male company or walk in groups or else risk running into rumored wild animals or even worse, hypothetical wild human males gasps. (gasps) To make matters... I mean... It's what real a bad. Great place to fucking build a school. Yeah. To make matters worse, only a few hundred meters away from our hostels was a cluster of villagers full of disenfranchised, illiterate youth that earned daily wages through labor, working, and farming that had a notoriety for black magic and sorcery. Oh. It was early August. Classes wouldn't start for freshmen in at least another four days, but I decided to check into the hostel anyway so as to find the best room that I could choose for myself. Mm. I get it. I got a spacious, well-lit room on the ground floor of the very last building. Why, you ask? It happened to be the closest one to the dining hall and the common washroom. Basically, I didn't have to worry about lining up for meals or early morning blood or or early morning bladder draining activities, <laughs> and I could chat up with people whenever I wanted. At the time, I felt like I couldn't have asked for better. U G G G H. Oh, that's actually in there. Mm-hmm. She's so good. She's so good. She's better English than some native speakers I, I mean, know. Than Twitter, for fuck's sake. Yes. <laughs> Two days later, girls. Granted, that's a pretty low bar. Yeah. But. Two days later, girls started trickling into the hostel, and I found myself a roommate. Let's call her Nishi. I couldn't enjoy the th- I couldn't enjoy the thrilling newness or to be honest the terrifying anxiety of college life too long as I had to be hospitalized for a few days due to a bout of food poisoning and a breakout of hives all over my arms. Yeah. When I returned alive and well, I found my room locked from the outside, which wasn't weird at all. There was still a lot of time for classes to end. I sat myself on the staircase and waited for Nishi to arrive. When she did return, she seemed relieved and scared. She told me that on the night that I'd been hospitalized, she was awoken by what felt like a tongue licking her left arm. Very, very slowly. I don't know why I felt the need to use my tongue in that note. You were underwater. It, it was, it was I'm the drowning and creeped arm. the fuck out. <laughs> I am drowning in nope. And nope. Okay, so she jerked but didn't get up. And pretended to be asleep. Then she felt the warm and loud breath of something on her neck. At first, I wondered if it was a wild human male. Human. It felt... Uh, if Sorry. At first, I wondered if a wild human male had broken into our room. But she insisted that whatever it was, it didn't feel human. It felt feral and jungly. Animalistic. Thank God she didn't describe it as demonic or I'd have peed myself. I asked her why she <laughs> Late didn't... night bladder and right. activities. I asked her why she didn't call someone for help or um, awake to see what it was, and she replied she was too shocked to respond and didn't want whatever it was to feel acknowledged. That incident scared her so bad that in the three long years that we lived in that room, not once did she stay the night alone in my absence. Hmm. Two months later, several successive but relatively mild earthquakes jolted our city in a single night. I remember the first one... This is also what she considers relatively mild. I remember the first one throwing me off my bed and the wooden doors banging violently with every tremor. What is a big one? <laughs> Throws her de- um, to the college all the way from there across the trail to the college. Yeah, and like, I just, Jesus Christ. I know. I, fuck. This is, 
The following morning, this is why I'm reading the whole thing. It's so fucking good. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm absolutely riveted. The but I'm also morning. like, Jesus, I'm kind of glad I don't go to the school in India. Because it sounds like like in order to go there, you have to be pretty like, oh, no, that, that's a small earthquake. It only threw me across the courtyard. Right. Yeah. And, and it's okay. We just yeah, don't the, have that the path kind of from one here. building to another. Yeah, you may be besieged by wildlings. Um, <laughs> wildlings, but, but, but it's fine. It's all right. Or, or uh, animals that want to kill you. So then, a very foul and rancid smell started emanating from the garden next to our building after the earthquake, right? Mm. It smelled like dead and decaying flesh. People were called in. People were called in. The garden dug up to look for the source of the stink. They found nothing. Nada. Interestingly, the nauseating stench stench was then only noticeable from our room, but not from anywhere else. You could walk near the garden, around the garden, and even on the fucking garden and smell nothing. But the moment you entered our room, we were welcomed by the same offensive smell of putrefying flesh. And you could tell that the smell was coming from outside. That is the garden, not the inside, which was even weirder. That is so bizarre. That's fucking weird. That's so weird. We were promised ghost smell. ghosty smells. We were promised by the hostel superintendent that he'd asked some engineers to examine what damage the earthquake had caused that resulted in that offensive smell. Like the superintendent of the hostel, of not the, the hostile. The hostile, yeah. Not the, a hostile superintendent. The, yes, right. <laughs> Just wanted to clarify. I mean, he could have been hostile. I don't know. She doesn't go into detail hostile, about hostile his attitude, but no. Superintendent. <laughs> um, the next day, though, everything was back to normal. We never found out how and where that stench came from. It's fucked up. I know. The second semester, it was early spring. Nishi was working early into morning on an assignment with a classmate of hers. According to them, I arose from the bed and asked them if they were done. When they replied in the negative, I told them not to work themselves too hard, and my body went back to its initial position of sleep, lol. According (laughs) to the girls, my arms did not move that entire time. Basically, my torso had no support when I got up to talk to them or fell back onto the bed. My facial expressions were blank, and the tone I spoke in was older and mechanical, devoid of any emotion. Nishi said it looked like something had taken control over my body. I don't remember that happening at all all. I don't remember anything from that exchange. If she didn't have that terribly freaked out classmate to back her up, I'd have thought she was making shit up. You can't hear it, but if you listen closely, (laughs) you might be able to just detect the sound of my eyeballs drying out (laughs) from how wide they're open. Holy shit, that's some like Suspiria shit right there. Yeah, we're not done. Great movie, by the way. You should see Second semester exams in late May, about 12.40 a.m. I'm not sure how hot the summer is out there in Texas in comparison to our Indian summers, famed for blood boiling, egg on the floor, frying heat. But yeah, that was one hottest fuck day. May, it's not too bad. But June, July, August, those, yeah, you can definitely cook eggs on the concrete. Um, It was a hot as fuck day. No electricity. Great. With an electric lamp in hand, I left for the roof to cool myself down while I studied. The next afternoon, Nishi inquired pretty nonchalantly about what time it was when I left her bed and said that she didn't realize when that happened. She laughed and continued to ramble on. I was like, hello, lady. What are you asking? Insert shocked face. Seeing my puzzled reaction, she told me that I had come up to her and nudged her repeatedly. She thought I wanted her to scoot over to make a little room for me in her bed. 
half asleep and full irritated thanks to the heat. She didn't protest. She didn't see my face in the darkness, no electricity and fucked up generators. She said she felt me sleep right next to her, my feet facing her face and my face facing her feet. She heard me mumble something and felt my breath on her legs. When she woke up, she found me asleep on my own bed. I told her I never did that. That I was on the roof most of the night and didn't sleep until dawn. Color left her face and she looked down trying to make sense of what happened. We asked our friends if any one of them had showed up in our room the previous night and they all said no. It was a hot night, they said. Most of them had left their rooms to beat the heat under the cool night sky. By this point, I thought Nishi to be very eccentric at best, or a little deluded at worst. She kept talking about shadows, dark figures, and apparitions that she saw all the time, but I never did. I never felt any angry presence like she did. I never felt scared of being alone in our room at night like she did. I didn't put up photos of Hindu gods, Buddhist sutras, and Christian signs on my wall, on my side of the wall like she did to hers. I didn't light religious incense sticks to every evening like she did. My nightmares were limited to pedantic professors and my asshat of an (laughs) ex-boyfriend, while she had some rather elaborate dreams that repeated over weeks. She was academically brilliant, so instead of questioning her brains, I began asking my classmates if they had heard any weird ghost stories or urban legends about the hostel. Since it was at least 70 years old, it had to have some history. One of them told me that the hostel began as an accommodation for male students. There had been at least one known suicide in the corridor that we lived in. At some point, there was a scuffle that led to the murder through drowning of a student in the water storage tank, which was on the very roof that I often went to almost every night to cool myself off. Honestly, that didn't spook me much. As unfortunate as student suicides and deaths are, they aren't unheard unheard of in Indian universities. And not every death will necessarily lead to a haunting, right? My thoughts. <laughs> Whoopsies. Many days later, this classmate told me that she'd asked around and found that something incredibly terrifying had happened in our room two decades ago. She refused to tell me what it was. So I tried asking some of my seniors, and they said while they didn't know the whole story, they weren't telling me anything because it would scare my socks off. I asked Nishi if she knew anything about the supposed reputation of the room we shared, and she said she did, but she didn't want to talk about it either. I don't know why everybody kept refusing to talk about it. Was there some kind of jinx or a curse? Maybe they didn't know the story themselves, but pretended they did. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. That's what she said. (laughs) Um, It was then it dawned upon me just how strange it was that our room, one so spacious and placed in what I describe as the perfect spot in the entire hostel campus, was unwanted and vacant when I arrived. In fact, our building was populated entirely by freshmen and our seniors mostly kept away from it after dark. Third semester, fall, late October. I've been talking to a senior and somewhere between conversations, she told me that she and another girl had been the tenants of our room for a year before me and Nishi. I asked her why she decided to change rooms, and she said because of the ghosts that roamed there and the stories of that corridor freaked them out. She said that she was sleeping one night when she opened her eyes to find a dark entity with ruby red eyes lying next to her, face to face, staring at her. She couldn't make out the rest of the figure because A, it was dark, B, she couldn't look away from those shining red eyes. I concluded that this ghost or whatever loves to attack people when they are asleep for some reason. The very same night, her roommate had a dream where she saw a dark figure with red eyes looking into the room through the window. 
The dark figure stood on the garden with the offensive smell from the previous story, looking over them as if ready to break into it through the walls whenever it pleased. Okay, I realize that my story is getting longer and longer, so I'll just stop here. Have a great weekend, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, way to stick the landing, my I God. Know. I know. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, that was good. It's okay. Good. You, you. You chose right in dedicating this entire ghosticles to that story right. because that story needed to be told. It did. It's so good. It was so good, God, and I love good. that we have listeners in India. That's super Fuck fun. Yeah. yeah, if you are, if you you know, are outside the United States anywhere, we love your stories. We've told several from from England. Have we still? I know we have a lot of Australian listeners. I don't know if we've heard any stories. I don't. I can't think right now, but I love it. That's, uh, yeah, it's so fucking cool. We had a lot of fans in uh, Yorkshire, where I was last oh, weekend. Cool. Quite a few. That's very cool. Oh, what a great story. What a yeah. terrifying story. Terrifying. Can it's you so imagine? Good. And I love, though, that she's just like, I mean, I never really got freaked out. We need. She's like, I mean, that's whatever. We need to do, like, a special, like, episode on college hauntings. We should. Because I feel like. I mean, there's so many. Yeah. Yeah. Every time you look. There was one in Hawaii that, uh-huh. that uh, a listener sent in. There was a there was library one, at yeah, OU. Yeah, there was a library at OU. I mean... Well, I, I mean, especially some of these older colleges, and that's mm-hmm. just in the United States. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, the, uh, overseas, there's just so many yeah. oh. old, old ones. Or, or universities that used to be something else. Yeah. Now I also say, like especially churches that are turned into something else. When you do that big of a change and you don't change the energy within mm-hmm. the space, mm-hmm. like it can really invite mm-hmm. some crazy mm-hmm. stuff. It's happened to a lot of those old churches in Scotland that are built on old pagan sites. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like they're just, ooh, they tried to appropriate and it's like, they're like, um, no, we're going to go ahead and be haunted. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Did you have any ghosties while you were, uh, we were there for such a short time in Yorkshire that I didn't have any experiences and yeah. were really time to like have ghost stories with anybody. Did you take your talisman? I did take my talisman. Oh, Ta- talisman, talisman, not my talisman. Yeah. Um, my talisman stayed here. He stayed here. <laughs> uh, no, I took I took the the awesome talisman you got me, and it seems to have worked because I wore it on the way back, yes. uh, specifically, and uh, we didn't encounter any any. Uh, any snags in the trip back? Oh, perfect. Which of course, That's like, good. freaks me out. I'm always the. I hate traveling because I'm. I hate going through airports. Mm-hmm. I don't mind being in a plane. I love being in a plane. Um, but it's just going through if the airports. If you have legroom. Uh, if I have legroom, correct. Right. That's a very important detail. Yeah. But um, and I didn't get sick afterwards, and I didn't even get jet lagged because <gasps> I, I fought through it. That's right. Uh, I just went to bed at a normal time, and I was so tired by then that I slept for like nine hours. Got up the next day, which was yesterday, as a matter of fact, and was like, "Oh, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm ready for the day. I'm not tired at all." Which never fucking happens. Yeah. Every time I travel internationally, I have jet lag a little bit going to the destination, but coming back is always the worst. That's it takes me like a full week to get back on schedule. Even in the difference between, you know, here in Texas and, and Yorkshire is like five, six hours. Right. So it's not huge. Like, it's not like you're yeah. losing or gaining a day. It's just like you get a little, you know, it's a quarter of a day. So it just feels like a long day or a long night. But I didn't have any jet lag coming back. That's great. See, are you a talisman believer now? Oh, I am. And I have been. You have been. So because we travel so much, I have I have a talisman that I wear every day that I come back. And it's because I feel as though we talk so much about 
ghosts and energies and stuff like that, that we can't help but attract them. And so I feel like if I wear it, a little protection, then when I go home, nothing, no bad shit follows me. Totally and then hedging your bets. Really. Michael got sick at one of the most recent conventions when he came back. And yeah. I was like, you need a talisman. So because the other thing is, since I've been wearing mine, I haven't gotten sick. I'm hoarse right now from a video game thing. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not sick. You're just I'm not sick. I'm just hoarse. Your I voice just needs some screamed. rest. I screamed out from good, honest work. That's right. Um, but it, it since I've been wearing it, I mean, knock on wood, I haven't gotten sick. And so that was part of it too. It's like try not to get you wear this, then you won't be bringing weird shit back with you. And like also, pukas or whatever right, else. And then also bringing it into my house. I don't need that shit. <laughs> so that's really what that's about. <sighs> I'm glad you like it. And it I worked. do. I love it. It's, it's also just badass looking. It, it looks is. like one of the little little keys from the Fifth Element. It does. It does. Well, and it's also you know what is. Something that seems like a good protection for you. So it didn't make sense to get you like a cross or, you know, right, or something right. like that. That didn't Not make my any gem. sense. Um, mine is a cross. It's a very elaborate cross. But um, so it's just kind of like what's important to you Thank and you. what you feel like. If you you put the belief into it that mm-hmm, it is protecting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You trust that it will, and then it will, and it's really cool. It's like the magic feather. That's right. That's right. So, well, thank you, everyone, yeah, yeah, and for listening and, and for and thanks, thanks for that fucking stories. story. And thank you. Uh, we can't read. Pinto's the name Pinto, of the song, right? Pinto, Pinto. Yeah. I hope we're saying I, your name right. Um, we can't do these long ones all the time, but, we, you know, Every when now and again, I think a story warrants it, especially if we learn in the process that we have a listener all the I way know. on the other side of the world. I know. Cool. We love hearing from everybody from from everywhere. So mm-hmm. thank you guys mm-hmm. so much for listening and hanging out with us and helping us do this thing it's super fun we fucking love it so you guys are the best uh and do remember the things. and do the things do the things yeah oh i was just gonna go follow us to submit all that and remember it's, it's okay, okay to, to sleep, sleep with, with the, the lights, lights on, on. um my mom was asking like what's the thing you use to 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 secure genji in the car because uh, he just ate there right through her little seat, and I'm like, we just use a little seatbelt strap. Oh, I got you for him, and I was like, I just slam on the brakes real hard and let him fly forward a couple of times, and then they figure that shit out. Is that not right? Is that <laughs> is that harsh? <laughs>